0: What's up, Citywide? I'm your host, Philip Patrick, and each episode I'll bring you the latest news, initiatives, and stories from around the system of people who are living our values and spreading the ripple. Welcome to Ripple On! Welcome, my friends, to episode 19 of Ripple On. Before I get into the theme for this episode and the month of August, I want to start out by acknowledging some franchise anniversaries. First up, we have Delaware celebrating one year. Metro New Jersey is celebrating three years. Phoenix East is celebrating 10 years. And both San Antonio and Jacksonville are celebrating 15 years as franchises incredible job to those franchisees and their amazing teams for helping make citywide what it is today. Now, I want you to close your eyes and imagine a scenario for a moment. Side note, if you're driving, let's go ahead and keep those eyes open and on the road. Okay, so imagine that you have a longtime friend that you text regularly. You talk about everything, family, job, movies you've seen recently, and oh yeah, football season is back. Now let's assume for a second, you're a Denver Broncos fan. If you know me, you know this isn't much of a stretch, but your friend proudly represents the Chiefs kingdom. You've given each other a hard time for years, and smack talk is a regular part of your interactions. One day, you send your friend a hilarious meme depicting Patrick Mahomes as Kermit the Frog. Naturally, you expect a hilarious rebuttal. Maybe John Elway is a horse. Instead, radio silence four days. Your mind starts running wild. Maybe you crossed the line with your meme. It didn't seem that bad, but maybe, just maybe, you've undone years of friendship with one thoughtless meme. Why won't they text back? Maybe they're angry with you. You don't want to push the issue, so you wait for them to message back, but after two weeks, they still haven't. Finally, you send that follow-up text. Are you mad at me? You're relieved when you receive the following back. Hey, I'm sorry, I dropped my phone in water and had to get a new one. I didn't have all my contacts backed up, and I lost a bunch. Is this Phil? In all your speculation about why your friend hadn't messaged you back, you forgot about the most likely solution, the simplest one. Something might have happened to their phone. This is an example of a theory known as Occam's razor. Put simply, the simplest solution, the one requiring the least speculation, that is, is almost always the best. This leads me to our strategic marketing theme for the month. Simplicity. Now, there are a lot of different ways we can think about simplicity and how it applies to our work life here at Citywide. It might be in the form of a process used to accomplish a particular goal. Is the process as simple as it can be, or is it unnecessarily clunky? We can also think of it in terms of our business model. We manage facility maintenance on our clients' behalf, working with an array of vendors and offering a robust catalog of services, acting as a single point of contact, which in turn saves time and solves problems, so our clients don't have to worry about it. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and open your eyes. Take a second to look around at things like your workspace, your processes, your interactions with others. Are you leveraging the simplest solutions possible? If not, why not? What can you be doing differently to improve simplicity and, in turn, efficiency? All right. First up on the Ripple On podcast this month, I have a couple of very special guests. One is a repeat guest uh, and the other is a first timer. So um, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves for the folks out there that may not know you.
1: Um, my name is Lexi Store. I'm an NBD billing specialist, and I've been with Citywide almost two years now.
2: I'm John Ballew. Uh I oversee innovation and cash flow for Citywide. How long have you been with us, John? Uh, I'll. It'll be two
0: years this fall. Very cool. Yep. Uh, today is actually my third year anniversary with Citywide. So you know, Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, I know you all asked, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. We're talking about
1: anniversaries.
0: <laughs> uh, so we're talking about our strategic marketing theme of August, which is simplicity. And I thought that you all would be a great uh, option for guests today because you've worked on a project recently that really deals with uh, simplicity and making the processes that we have a little bit uh, more refined and a little bit more, um, yeah, just just a better flow. So tell me a little bit about your experience with uh, Six Sigma and how it applies to this month's theme.
1: I've heard very little about Six Sigma. I learned a lot in college, not a lot, but some in college. And then when I came here and started working with John, that's when I started to understand Six Sigma and see how it applies in the corporate world.
2: So for me, Six Sigma, you know, I've I've, uh, gone through the training at different organizations, uh, GE, Quest Diagnostics, and utilize that to, you know, drive innovation and cost reduction and process improvement. So uh, for thinking about how it's applicable here, everywhere you go, there's always a better way to do something. And that's what gives you a competitive advantage in the marketplace. It gets you a better price and it creates opportunities for you as a marketplace leader to, to grow your business. Okay. Awesome.
0: And so over the past few months, you've been working with a handful of individuals and departments here at the support center and uh, really just trying to improve some of our processes. So what's been your experience so far um, and maybe what are some of your key takeaways from
2: this project? So for me, you know, the experience is always just about uh, relationships, building relationships with others throughout the organization and just getting an opportunity to build into their lives and help them do what they do better. Um, I think for most people, they feel that it can be a daunting process, a little bit overwhelming to try to grasp all the nuances, and the tools and, and just having an innovative mindset. But when you engage with them, you build those relationships. That's where neat things transpire.
1: I have felt this experience has been very positive and very eye-opening. Learning all about the different departments and like what everyone does has been very very good for me, actually. Just learning everyone's process and helping them improve it.
2: Yeah, I think it gives us also, since we have the opportunity of being involved with all the different areas, it gives us a more holistic approach and, and understanding of how the business works. I think it also allows us to see, as we're working on some of these projects, how they're going to be impacted or influence another area in the company. So for us to have that that broader view, that panoramic picture, uh, it it just really creates a vision for what the company could be and how much opportunity for innovation there, there exists.
0: So I've really enjoyed working with both of you on this project. Um, you know, in learning development we have our own project, but what are some of maybe the uh some of the projects that were kind of eye-opening or some that were particularly interesting for you uh, as you kind of act as acted as a resource to to help some of those departments improve?
1: I think Willie's project.
2: Yeah, I think Willie, you know, he's uh he's over the coaches. And so what his project was specifically was working on how to get uh, the new franchises to break even faster. Right. And so that does require a deep dive on what the overall process looks like. And I think we've really transformed the approach top to bottom by what the focus is of the owner, as well as us as an organization, when we're promoting these new franchises to owners, to, to potential owners, what they'll need to be doing. I'm trying to think of who else did we have that was, I think one of the things I really enjoy about the projects is because it's a little, it takes a little bit of time for folks to get into that kind of mindset where they're working on innovation, but we're also using math to drive our analysis, right? A lot of folks do the could you, would you, should you, I bet you approach to, to a process improvement. And they don't really document or understand how to measure what it was like before and what it was like after because at the end of the day if you can't show a discernible difference between what the process was like before and what the process was like afterwards how do you even know you have an improvement and so getting folks into that mindset exposing them to tools that show them how to document how to measure, how to analyze, and how to ultimately improve something in their area is encouraging. I know it gives them a a different perspective on what their role is. And so it gets them out of, you know, the day-to-day tactics and provides for them an opportunity to be strategic in what they do. I I think it just gives them an opportunity to have a better perspective on what they can do within their role. They're not limited to just saying, check this, do this, do that. They're actually like, I can pull back and go, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? and is there a better way to do this for the benefit of the organization? Awesome, so
0: you know, as I mentioned, we've been working on these for a few months now. Um, I think going back to April is, is when we first started talking about this. So what is next uh, as far as the timeline or what can we expect next from the, uh, the process improvement projects?
2: So we, we've kind of gone through, the, there's five phases to a process improvement, right? You gotta define your problem, you gotta measure your problem, you gotta analyze your problem, you got to improve it, because that's where we're headed towards next, and put it in control. So it's repeatable, sustainable, it doesn't go off the rails, and that the things and changes that we did drive are, are, are maintainable. And so I think right now, we're really trying to get folks to finish up wherever they're at with what they've been doing to bring it to an end, right? So they can have an end-to-end perspective of what it looks like to complete an actual project and get something measurable. Now, that doesn't mean that they all got the results that they wanted. It doesn't necessarily mean that the results they, they wanted, they achieved, right? But they're going to see how to complete something out that's meaningful. So I think that's where we're really headed. So then as we move into next year and the years beyond, there there really is a precedent for starting and finishing a project. It's not open-ended. It doesn't live on for eternity. But we do have a beginning and we do have an end. So I think that's that's very important.
0: Great. So anything else that you'd like to share
2: with our listeners today? Uh, I think process improvement is just fun. I, I think people should be trying to do that all the time. I mean, my kids think I'm crazy. Uh, my, they'll go open like three boxes of cereal and I'll go, we've got to consolidate that, right? So <laughs> we'll dump all this cereal in one bag. And so that's how I am at home. I mean, I literally, I, it's just the way I am as a person. I'm continuously thinking about how to do everything the most efficient. And sometimes it can be overwhelming for others to be around me, and I'm learning to pull that back a little bit, but uh, but it, it, it's fun. It's fun to see what's the best way. I, I, I kind of view it like a, a life puzzle, right? How do you figure out what's the best next move, either be chess or the Rubik's Cube, and it's neat to see what it looks like when you're done.
0: So at your house, are you mixing like the Cheerios <laughs> and the Lucky Charms and stuff like that? <laughs> <I that's> oh, <awesome. laughs> Uh, sometimes yes okay sometimes I'll do that just for fun Uh, anything you'd like to add uh, Lexi
1: yeah I feel like the Six Sigma um, can be used anywhere at any time and anybody can do it all the tools are online and they're free to use um, so this can be applied to everybody
0: yeah cool well really great to sit down with both of you thank you for taking some time out today and talking to us a little bit about the work you're doing Uh, I think you're both doing a phenomenal job and Uh, it's, it's cool to be able to highlight some of the things that you're doing and why they apply to us, uh, kind of, you know, here at the sports center and then also system wide. So thank you both for uh, being a guest today. Thank you. Thank you. A lot of fun. Great stuff there from John and Lexi. Also be sure to be on the lookout for more great resources from our marketing team. The first of which is this month's How Can We Help Influence campaign titled Simplicity Plus Supplemental Labor. You'll also find a new blog on GoCityWide.com titled Maximizing Productivity, Integrating Supplemental Labor into Your Team. As always, our marketing team continues to kill it and provide you and potential clients with resources and information. All right. Next up on the Ripple On podcast, I have a very special guest, a first time guest, actually. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourself for people that may not be familiar with you.
3: Well, I hope most people are familiar with me, but uh, yes, Holly Gerritsen here. I am Senior BDS, Business Development Specialist. We do love our acronyms here. Um, And my two year will be in November. I've been here almost two years and uh, third-time achievers club member, um, and right now I'm sporting Michigan and Memphis territories. Uh, previously, I was on San Diego though for about a year. Um, that was fun. Cool.
0: <laughs> well, very good. Uh, very good to have you on the show today. So, Holly, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast this month, um, we talk about this mission statement, and our you know we're, we're trying to positively impact those around us and spread a positive ripple right. Yeah. And so you were highlighted on Citywide U last month in the BDC Client Spotlight. Um, And again, it was for exemplifying our mission statement. And that was through your work through Michigan, which you just mentioned. So um, I always like to ask people, what does spreading a ripple mean to you personally?
3: Personally, and maybe this sounds vain, but I think I spread a ripple by just being myself. Uh, I really do try to just like bring energy every morning. I'm that person that's like, good morning um and obviously in my you know role there is a level of competitiveness but i definitely want to like encourage people within the bdc to like compete with me and i i love to share the success and you know let other people shine too although i know i i do you know steal the spotlight sometimes (laughs) um but yeah uh but as far as like prospects go you know i am calling and emailing but i you know, I never really thought that I would be in a sales position because I don't think that I'm really doing much of sales, which is probably probably why I've been able to stick with it for so long is I'm really just building those relationships with people. So I get to be myself when I call people. And for the most part, I'm not getting that appointment, that first call. So like, I really do get to know these people that I'm calling. And um, that's what I really like doing is just uh, brightening people's days.
0: Awesome. And you know, I can speak to this personally. So when you and I first met, uh, <laughs> kind of the first feedback that you got or that you gave me, and I really appreciate it to this day is I kind of gave off, and I don't use the exact term that you used, RF. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but I kind of gave off this vibe that was maybe like not very approachable or not super friendly. Yeah. And it wasn't something that I was doing intentionally. It's just something that, you know, sometimes you get focused on your work or you're, you're doing whatever and you kind of forget to have those relationships and, uh, be positive to other people. So I'm grateful that you brought that to my attention. Um, and so I've definitely tried to, uh, to, you know, smile and say hi and just kind of interact (laughs) with people. So, um, so speaking about Michigan in particular, let's talk about, uh, some of the success that you've had working with that team. Um, you know, what are the, some of the things that you're doing, maybe best practices and maybe a recommendation for somebody that's just being, uh, you know, brought into the role for the first time.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel really lucky to be part of the Michigan team. I've I've worked with a couple of territories, but Dan is just so nice, and I mean, he he trusts me to do, you know, my job, and he doesn't really question me, and um, I get a lot of just congratulations and encouragement, and I other franchisees do that too, but I would definitely recommend, like, if you don't feel like you're doing that enough, like... I, I've not personally met Dan in person. I, I hope someday we can meet, shake hands, maybe a little hug. But um yeah, he makes me just feel like part of the team and it makes me want to do good work for him. So um um as far as best practices, it's not like a really quick piece of advice. I've been on Michigan since I basically started here. So having that time to build my relationships with the clientele, you know, that's made a huge difference. But um, confidence really is key. I don't think I was very confident when I first started and, um, you just can't take the, you know, the nose personally. So just keep going. You're not gonna get, I mean, you make, we make 40 to 60 calls a day and sometimes we don't even get people to answer the phone. So it's definitely a mental, uh, strength, uh, that you need to do this job. So I think also being part of the B D uh, C uh, is helpful to have more people surrounding you. They're doing the same job as you that you can support each other. Um, that's been really helpful just to share practices within the office too.
0: And I'll kind of put you on the spot here. So one of the hard things I think about outbound calling so it's pesky gatekeepers, right? So oh. what would you, uh, and we haven't talked about this and this isn't in the notes, No. but what, what do you think is the secret to get past gatekeepers or what, what's allowed you to be successful?
3: Um, well, first of all, we do have the opportunity to use zoom info here. And personally I do <laughs> have a I- Try to bypass the gatekeeper, but um, when I don't have that option, I don't have like a direct line I don't know who the DM is. I Um, I usually just kill them with kindness I don't want to try to make it sound like i'm selling anybody anything, but Um the terms that i've been using right now is like hey, you know, can I talk to the person that is responsible for hiring? Uh for janitorial and usually you use that verbiage it gets you a lot further um, cause you're looking to speak to someone that's hiring, but, um, yeah, sometimes the, I I've been the gatekeeper before and they definitely are hard to get past, but, um, just killing them with kindness is what I do. Um, but yeah, cool.
0: So thinking again about our mission statement and spreading that ripple, uh, I think another fun thing is to, uh, ask my guests to maybe challenge somebody. Could be somebody else in the BDC. Could be somebody here. Somebody else here at the support center. Could be somebody out in the system. So, do you have anybody in mind that you would challenge to spread a ripple of their own, and then share that story with us?
3: I'm uh, not specifically, honestly. I think we should all be spreading the ripple. And I think you know, compliments that seem so easy, but um, really go a long way. You know, make somebody smile, and that's going to change the way they interact with probably everybody that day. Um, so if you give out three compliments to three different people that you normally wouldn't, and they're gonna maybe t- hopefully do the same, like that's just creating positive vibes everywhere.
0: Cool, um, and it's funny that you bring that up. So literally uh, within the past couple of days, we just added a button on the homepage of citywide U where you yeah. can nominate people for a Ripple Award. So you can nominate somebody at your own location. Um, if there's somebody at the support center that you think is doing a great job, you can nominate somebody at the support center. Uh, and then we've also got a separate um, ticket system or a badge system for the Kansas City team. So definitely submit those Ripple Awards um, and hope to see some nominations in there. It's, yeah. it's always cool to hear the, the fun things that people are doing out there.
3: I've not nominated anybody for a Ripple World before. I mean, I'm, I'm good at giving out compliments, but I think I'm going to have to utilize that button.
0: All right. Well, yeah, <laughs> check it out. Well, Holly, I definitely appreciate you taking some time out of your day. I know you've got, uh, you know, some calls and some emails and some things to do today. So appreciate you taking a few minutes to share some of what makes you tick here and what makes you successful.
3: Always a pleasure chatting with you. <laughs>
0: All right, everyone. That's a wrap for this episode. I hope you've enjoyed today's show, and I'd love to hear your feedback. As always, if you have good news to share, please send it to me at cwpodcasts at gocitywide.com. Until next time, keep positively impacting those around you and ripple on, my friends.